Welcome to In the Deep. I'm your host, Katherine Ingram. The following is excerpted from a session of Dharma Dialogues called You're Not Just a Stream of Thoughts. It was recorded in Los Angeles in 2016. Often we experience ourselves as a stream of thought. Just a stream of thought. Bouncing around what you like, what you don't like. Some people drift around in the past. Their thoughts tend to drift in the past, which can be depressing, of course. Think about all those wrong turns you believe you took, all the things that might have been. And even the nice bits, when you dwell on them and kind of keep replaying them, you're confronted with the fact that they're over. There's a loss. Some people muck around in the past, some in the future, which often comes with a lot of worry, isn't it? And some is just this constant commentary that rolls along. We experience, often in the case, we experience who we are as a stream of thought going on and on and on. But there's another possibility, really, to experience yourself as the, I said the other week, the brightness of awareness through which all of the phenomena that you're experiencing, including thought, is rolling through. The brightness of awareness, the simplicity of awareness, a kind of luminous quality to your mind. You can experience yourself mostly as that, Now, that's not to say that thought stops. You don't have to in any way get rid of thought because, fortunately, every single thought goes on its own. It dissolves immediately. There's no stopping the dissolution. Every thought leaves immediately. But due to your interest, due to the habit, due to the identification there can be an invitation for more and more thoughts on given subjects. And this habit can shift. You can become disinterested in all these big thoughts about the past or the future or even the commentary of how you're doing in the present. Even the commentary of how you're doing. That's another popular subject, by the way. How am I doing? What are they thinking about me? So, on a night like this, as I often say, we're just floating in this awareness, this bright, easy awareness. You don't have to go anywhere to find it. You don't have to practice anything to find it. You don't have to have a philosophy. It's already occurring. You just simply relax into it. 
into the ease of being, into the brightness of your own simple awareness. As I often say, like every other animal, other than the humans, they're just being. They're experiencing, right? You know when your dog likes a particular food. They're experiencing delight. Their tail is wagging. They run to it, right? You say the word walk. What happens when you're around a dog? We're going to go for a walk, right? They're experiencing very clearly. And they're probably not, probably not indulging in a lot of commentary about it. So we know it's possible. And we even have had this experience ourselves many, many, many times, all through the day even. Little free samples of the brightness of awareness. But the tendencies of mind, the old habits, can distract us. And one can spend your entire life in in conceptualization. You can live a conceptualized life, a whole life, just thinking, barely kind of noticing anything else. In this very evening, where you don't really have to do anything, you don't have to learn anything, you don't have to remember anything. In this very evening, soak in this, soak in this ease of being. Notice how all these words that have just been said have already passed through, they've been quickly cognized, they are now gone just like all the rest of your thoughts, everyone that you ever had, gone, gone, gone. And notice this brightness of awareness through which all of those words passed. And all of the current thoughts that are now maybe drifting a little bit in the background. Maybe they're a little quieter than when you first sat down. They may still be running, but they're a little bit quieter. Somehow the presence, the the experience of being has come to the fore. This is a way of life. This is a possibility of a way of life. Now, sometimes people conflate this ease of being with having no thought whatsoever. They're, They're trying to do a meditation practice, perhaps, whereby they get into no thought I don't think that's possible. There may be times when the thought uh, is turned way down in volume. That's my suggestion. But you don't have to stop thought. That would be a battle with your own self. So instead, experience this brightness of awareness, this these force of these senses that we all enjoy. And be 
as awake animals, awake to your own self, awake to your actual lived experience rather than your conceptualized experience, your real experience, tasting your food, noticing the sunset as you gaze at the sky, hearing the quality of the wind outside when you're there. being present for your friend who's telling you something. Be empathic in your brightness of awareness. All of this comes without any effort. It all comes in our clear attention. And as I've been saying all these weeks, it's really an experience of life at last. You know, part of the conceptualization is about, perhaps for some people, it's about the life that you might be living in some other circumstance. (laughs) But in in this experience, you feel that you're living your life at last. You're so happy for this life that you're living. for this rather brief amount of time. Okay. If anyone has any questions, anything you'd like to discuss on these matters, please feel free. Hi. Hi. Um, it's reading a review of a book called The Psychopath Within. It's by a neuroscientist. Yeah, studied I know, I psych- know of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. He studied um, the genetic makeup of psychopaths. Then he did his own blood analysis and found out he had the same exact composition. <laughs> and um, I don't remember a lot about the review, except there was one line where he said that the... Um, Genetics primes the pump. And it really made me think about, um, you know, that we know about nature and nurture. Yeah. And if genetics primes the pump, there's a lot of stuff that we're really not responsible for or can ever change. And I wanted to ask you about that, um, that there are some, you know, maybe some of us are behind the curve or ahead of the curve in certain ways and not in others. And that would include mindfulness or this or whatever we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, you've heard me say, assume the mind is mad, right? You've heard me say that probably a hundred times, you know. It doesn't really matter the content of the mind. Now, you're right. Genetics plays a huge role. And you've heard me give this analogy. It's as though there's this massive ship, a massive cruise ship, enormous. And you could say that biology, uh, conditioning, culture, right? Parents, siblings, the time you were born on Earth, you know, the era. All of that is this massive, massive, massive ship. But you've got this tiny rudder on the ship, a little tiny rudder, which is where you're putting your attention, 
this little rudder. All this other stuff's going on. You've got this rudder. Where you're putting your attention, it can only move a little bit. But as we know, you can change the direction of the ship with just a small rudder, with just even a small movement. You can change the direction. So when I use this, it's not exactly the perfect metaphor because it's not really about directions, but it's about the experience. It doesn't matter what the content of the mind is. People really misunderstand this. They think that somehow they have to purify it. They can't quite believe that it can just stay as it is, crazy as it is, right? Wait, maybe with psychopathic tendencies or depressive tendencies or anxious tendencies or um, just um, falling into sleepiness tendencies right? can have all those kinds of tendencies and many more. But the awareness can be very bright and shining. So even though those things are arising, you know, I love this quote from the, uh, from one of the Gitas. The awakened one is not distracted even in distraction. And I would say, not anxious, even in anxiety. Right? And on down the line, that there's a certain, there's a, there's a, a frequency, there's a frequency of being that's streaming loud and clear and strong, and all this other stuff starts to recede it starts to recede into the background rather than being, you know, humming and screaming in your head in the foreground. And the more space you start to feel around all these tendencies, however mad they are, you're not, you're not likely, you're not as likely anyway, to act on them. You see them coming a mile away. You know, you're used to them. You, you know that I'm not going down that dark alley. You see it arise, and it goes. And you start to rely on that to guide you. You start to rely on that because it comes with great intelligence, great um, wisdom intelligence, that kind of quiet, that kind of just being, that simplicity of being. You start to rely on that to respond as needed, to let go as needed, to ignore some of the stuff that's coming up as is appropriate. You just rely on that. You don't have to eradicate. That would be a different kind of war inside yourself. It would make the psychopathic tendencies much stronger. I want to ask a question about how this perspective and this resting in being can apply to politics and the polarization in our country. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm, I get in a little bit of despair with all the antagonism and the polarization and thinking in terms of like, for instance, the president, 
presidential race, whoever wins, there's going to be roughly half the country that's livid about it. How, and I'm trying to think, how can we stop fighting so much and, and work together? And, and uh, what can I do to start <clears throat> healing the polarization? Um, do you have any thoughts about that in, in terms of this kind of work? Sometimes I, I feel like I just want to give up and vote with the other side just so that we stop fighting. <laughs> well, you know, the only polarization you can really do anything about is in yourself, right? So, obviously, anyone who's paying attention, <clears throat> you know, is feeling all kinds of concern, <laughs> about what is going on on the whole planet, you know, on the whole planet. In my clearest moments, <clears throat> I would say that there comes a point in me when um, a deep acceptance arises. And that's not apathy. It's not that I won't keep, you know, making a stand for the greater good. But there's also a a part of me that knows it's going to play out you know, with the best of intentions, no matter how much we do, it's going to play out as it does. These are huge forces now rolling on. You know, we're, we're at 7.3 billion people. There's a lot of, you know, there's a huge evolutionary force going in all kinds of directions. And, you know, there has to be a kind of also. Ah, so this is how it is here, you know. And to really look at people, you know, I've talked over the many, many years about not seeing evil, but seeing ignorance, right? The difference between evil and ignorance, that it's a lot softer in your heart when you just think of it as ignorance that you're watching in the case of thinking that if it goes the other way, it's going to be, you know, like an evil force on the planet, you know. Um, it feels to me with, with the, you know, with all of the gains of, of society that we've made, they're all so hard won. You know, they're just dripping in blood, right? Every single inch has been so hard won. And that's just how it is, you know? Thanks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel in my own case that whatever, you know, whatever degree of, of clarity that I've come to, it's been hard won. <laughs> you know, it's been, <laughs> been a lot of tears. <laughs> That's yeah. really beautiful and, and so helpful. Okay. Fascinating. It's so simple and yet so profoundly helpful. Oh, good. Thank you. Good, Chana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will play out as it does. You know, we, we can each do what we can. 
This has been In the Deep. If you'd like to know more about my work, book a private session by phone or Skype, or make a tax-deductible donation in support of these podcasts, which would really help as it takes quite a lot of time and expense to produce them every week, please visit katherineingram.com. Till next time.